Good morning, New Life Church. I'm really glad to be with you this morning, even though I'm coming, coming to you from my backyard. Uh, as my wife and I are on quarantine uh, for this, we've got this COVID-19 virus. And uh, it's no joke. And for those of you that have experienced it, you know what I'm talking about. It has different levels, but it just absolutely uh, tears you apart. I'm really happy that Larry is doing better. Praise the Lord for that. And we're praying for Edwin and for Arlene as they are uh, struggling with this virus and have been. And we just really pray that Arlene would get out of the hospital and, and that God would heal her and strengthen her. Well, I'm glad to be with you as we're celebrating Independence Day weekend together, especially with this new series that I'm launching for the month of July. And it's entitled, I Pledge Allegiance. And I didn't want to miss this time being with you guys. And so that's why I appreciate so much Pastor Brian and the entire team putting together the technology and to be able to bring this, this service, this message to you today. Why this series? Why, why right now? Why, why this, Troy? What, what's, what's the big deal? Why is this so important that you couldn't get one of the other 10 different preachers in our church to share while you were sick? And why is it so important that we share this series right now? Well, we're living in very difficult times, aren't we? Difficult times with this COVID-19, with this coronavirus. Uh, you know, it's impacting so many people. Maybe it wasn't at the beginning. Now it's impacting so many people uh, that we know and that we love. The economy is open. Whoops. No, the economy isn't open. So there's uncertainties. Businesses around us are closing. And I don't mean to be a, a negative nilly, uh, but, I'm, but it's just the truth. There's uncertainty right now over our future. There's all kinds of racial division um, in, in our great land. There's this uh, defund the police uh, movement that is going. Uh, there's, there's the presidential election in just four short months. The nation seems to be polarized. The nation seems to be divided. When I was a kid, we used to um, stand every morning in elementary school and junior high school and high school uh, to recite the Pledge of Allegiance uh, to the flag. And I'm going to be honest with you, most days uh, it didn't really feel that impacting to me. Most days it, it wasn't really that uh, important to me. It didn't, didn't mean much to me because I was a, because I was a kid. But I remember a few times as a child. I remember uh, in, uh, for some of you, this is going to seem like a short time ago, and for some of you, this is going to seem like ancient history. But I remember on uh, January 28th, 1986, I remember uh, that morning. I remember that these big, huge televisions were brought into every classroom, and it was quite the technology then that we were all going to be able to watch TVs, it's a big deal to watch a screen in a, in a classroom at that time. And we were going to watch TVs of watching the Space Shuttle Challenger take off because you know, there, was a, there was a teacher in that, in that uh, space shuttle. I remember when the space shuttle took off. In fact, here's a picture. Here's a picture of the, the crew. And I remember when the, the Challenger took off and my whole class and our entire uh, assembly of our, of our school is watching uh, the, the space shuttle take off. And I remember only 78 seconds, I believe, later, it exploded in the air and all of the crew died. And I remember the trauma feeling as a, as a child seeing this happen right in front of us and the teachers are crying and there was so much despair going around. I remember coming back to school the next day and the, the, the rally cry was um, what the school focused on. We are Americans. We rise together and we fall together. 
we are united. And I remember that. I mean, it grips me still today. I remember the emotion. Do you think that the Pledge of Allegiance that next day meant something to me? It was different that day. I, re I remember not, not very l much longer later, the, the Cold War had been raging on for a long time when I was a child, and the threat of global nuclear assault, and uh, it seemed imminent. It was going to happen. We would actually practice uh, bomb shelter positions uh, the, at our elementary schools and our schools. Um, it, it, was, it was going to happen. In fact, I'd like to show you a short video clip of what kind of brought an end to that. Take a look at this. Behind me stands a wall that encircles the free sectors of this city, part of a vast system of barriers that divides the entire continent of Europe. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. In 1987, when President Reagan made the announcement, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The wall of separation and persecution came down shortly after that, and just, just a few short years later, about four years later in 1991, finally the Cold War ended. Let me tell you, after we heard the president make that statement and after the Berlin Wall came down, even though historically we didn't quite know what it really meant, when we said the Pledge of Allegiance at school, it meant something. I remember... I remember 2001, as you remember in 2001, on 9-11, I remember when the, the planes went into the Twin Towers and went into the Pentagon and the one that went down in the field that presumably was headed for the White House. I, I remember when that happened, it seems like it was just yesterday and I remember when firefighters and police officers and military personnel and many civilians went into the rubble went into the rubble to help you remember the pictures like this and I remember that and I remember when we said the Pledge of Allegiance it meant something we wouldn't just say the Pledge of Allegiance we would pledge our allegiance in fact, what I'd like to do is I'd like to stop right now and I realize you're in your homes and I realize you, you're probably watching this on your phone or on your TV, or on your laptop or on your iPad, but I'd like to, to stop for just a second and I'm going to put a video up and I'd like you to rise, just stand right where you're at and I'd like you to say the Pledge of Allegiance with me as we, uh, as we begin this series today. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America 
and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Powerful, isn't it? It's powerful to say the Pledge of Allegiance and not just to recite these rote words, but to mean what the words say. It's powerful to be a part of such a great and impacting uh, nation. I'm so grateful to be a part of the United States of America. If you agree, would you say amen? I, uh, I want to talk to you really quickly about what we're going to do in this series for the next four weeks. And I got to tell you, I, I don't feel very good today, but I feel energized in my spirit because I'm excited about what God wants to do. Today, we're going to talk about the words, I pledge allegiance. And the next week, we're going to talk about um, one nation under God. We're going to try to answer the question, how do we as Jesus followers live under God in a culture that's increasingly hostile toward God? And then in week number three, we're going to talk about the word in the Pledge of Allegiance, indivisible. We're going to try to answer the question, how do we as Christ followers stand united spiritually, even though we may have differing opinions politically. How do we do that? And then on the final week of this series, we're going to talk about with liberty and justice for all. How do we, the question is, how do we as Jesus followers in this culture continue to live with love and grace and yet never ever compromising the truth of God's word? We're going to touch on some some touchy things as we're in this subject together, and I, I trust that the Lord will minister to you. Here's what I want to caution you is, don't ever bring your preconceived notions to God's word, trying to find God's word to support how you feel. Rather, go to God's word to find out how you should feel as a follower of Jesus Christ. I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance. As a follower of Jesus, your choice has been made. Now, I'm talking to the Christians right now. Those of you that have pledged your life to Jesus, that have given your life to the Lord, you recognize that you were lost, you were in despair, you were in utter agony, you were hopeless. <clears throat> and then you came to know Jesus. And he gave you a fresh start. He gave you a do-over. He gave you new life. And if you're in that boat today that you've given your life to Jesus Christ and you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you chose Jesus. You chose this life. Now, for those of you that haven't yet, it doesn't mean you're rejected by God. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. What you need to understand is he's been passionately pursuing you since before you were born. Since you were in your mother's womb, God loves you so much that if you were the only one, he would have sent his one and only son to die on that cross for you, to give his life as a criminal's, as a, in a criminal's way, even though he committed no sin, so that we who committed sin could be set free by Jesus. But for those of you that are Christ followers, you gave your life to Jesus. Here's what you did. You chose Jesus. When you prayed that sinner's prayer, you meant in your heart, you chose Jesus. Jesus, but I want you to understand something today. In John's gospel, chapter 15, verse, verse number 16, the Bible says, Jesus says, you did not choose me, but I chose you <laughs> and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Let me read it again. You did not choose me, Jesus said these words, but I chose you 
and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I chose you and I appointed you. Why? Why? Why did Jesus chose, choose you? So that you would go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. What's that fruit? That fruit is known as the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23. And that fruit is known as love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In fact, Paul goes on to say, against such things there is no law. But I want you to watch this as we parallel these verses in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse, verse number 20. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. What are we? We are Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. In other words, I want you to get this. Jesus is saying, I chose you to be my ambassadors to show fruit, to show my love into a lost, dying, and hopeless world. Let me say it again. Jesus said, he's saying, I chose you. He chose you for what? He chose you to be his ambassador, his representative. Listen, your, your, your actions, your thoughts, what you do, how you portray yourself represent Jesus Christ. You have been chosen by God to be his ambassador, to show his fruit, his good fruit, the fruit of his spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, to show that fruit, to show his love, into a lost and dying world. Let me tell you something. You were not elected by people. You were chosen and appointed by God. You are an ambassador. You are not who others say you are. You are who God says you are. And God is saying, I chose you to represent me in this world. You are an ambassador of the most high God. Hallelujah. You've got the same spirit in you that rose Jesus Christ from the dead. You have divine power to make a difference in this world and every single day that you wake up you wake up with a divine mission in mind you represent heaven on earth you are an ambassador of Jesus Christ somebody say amen you're an ambassador of Jesus Christ and as an ambassador you have a purpose so I want you to turn to first first Peter chapter 2 I'm going to read to you one verse first Verse number nine. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. What are you? You are a chosen people. You're not elected, guys. You're chosen by God. I remember one time I went to a meeting as a young pastor. I probably told you this story before. But I went to a meeting with the highest official in our organization in the Assemblies of God. And I went to lunch with him. And there was another pastor friend of him that, his that was there. And my church, our church had been growing. God had been blessing. We had given lots of money to missions. We believed that the Lord was doing great things through our bus ministry and all the attractional things we were doing 
And I, personally, I kind of felt like they were bringing me to lunch to say, keep it up. We're behind you. We're cheering you on. That isn't what happened. Instead, I was, I was told some things. I, I was called a loose cannon and was told that I needed to get control of myself. And honestly, I still don't know where that all came from. All I know is I left that meeting going, um, I don't know that I belong in the ministry if I don't have the support of the people who lead. I felt like I heard the Lord speak to me, uh, you're not elected by men. You're chosen by me. You're chosen by God. He chose you. You're a chosen people appointed by God. You're a royal priesthood is what it says. This is positional. Um, this isn't positional in an earthly way. This is positional in a heavenly way. In other words, there's, there's royalty flowing through your veins when you give your life to Jesus Christ. You, you are connected, grafted to the vine. You're a part of the family of God. And because of the blood that flows through your veins, because of the blood that flowed from Calvary, you're a part of a holy nation is what it says. That's the family of God. And this is a family that's open to everybody, every race, every gender. Uh, it's open to everybody, every every. It doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter what you've thought, where you've been, what you've done. God wants you to be a part of his family. You're, you, it, in fact, it goes on to say you're God's special possession. You know what that means? It means you matter. You matter. It doesn't matter what color you are. You matter. It doesn't matter what oppression you've experienced. You matter. It doesn't matter what, what sin you've committed. You matter. It doesn't matter what sin's been committed against you. You matter. You matter to God. All people matter to God. And then we're told that we have a purpose, and that purpose is declaring to the world the goodness of God. Let me read it to you again. <clears throat> Pardon me. So that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You are responsible for declaring to the world the good news that Jesus brings you out of the bondage of darkness into his marvelous light. I will rise for the Pledge of Allegiance every single day of my life. I, I will rise for the National Anthem every single day of my life. And I'm not making a political statement. I'm saying I will do that out of respect. I'm proud to be an American. I feel grateful to be a part of this incredible nation. I don't recite the words of the Pledge of Allegiance just without any meaning. I, I recite them because I mean every word that I say. I'm grateful for those who have given the ultimate sacrifice so we can experience so many of our freedoms. I am not afraid sitting in my backyard declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ with neighbors on either side. I am not afraid to carry my Bible. I'm not afraid to put a Jesus loves you bumper sticker on my car. I'm not afraid to pray in public because of the sacrifice that people have made that have gone before us. And for that, we celebrate and we rejoice and we say thank you for all of that. In fact, as a tribute, I'd like you to watch this next video and I'm sure this is going to get you charged up and feeling thankful to be an American. If tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today 
where the flag still stands for freedom, and they can't take that away. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. God bless the USA. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee. Across the plains of Texas, oh, from sea to shining sea. From Detroit down to Houston, New York to L.A. Where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say. to be an American. We are free, free from oppression. We're not perfect. There's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of work to be done. And I think the church needs to be a part of the solution and not keep its head stuck in the sand. That's why we're doing a series like this. But you said, I pledge allegiance. And we're not talking about to the flag right now, but you pledged your allegiance to Jesus Christ. And as much as I am a patriot, as much as I am a, a, a fan of the democracy of the United States of America and will be until I take my final breath and I'm so grateful for those that have sacrificed and gone before us and I'm so proud to be a part of this great nation. There is something that trumps all of that and that is my relationship with Jesus Christ. And we celebrate the 4th of July weekend because we signed the Declaration of Independence. And I want to challenge you on this uh, holiday weekend to consider a declaration not of independence, but a declaration of, of dependence, dependence upon Jesus. Because I don't know what you're going through today. 
I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what uncertainties lie before you. And frankly, you don't know what's right around the bend in your life. Jesus told us in this world, you will have all kinds of trouble, but we can take heart because he's overcome the world. See, you can depend upon Jesus. I'll say it again. You can depend upon Jesus. And what is so utterly amazing to me is that he chose you and he chose me to be his ambassadors to this world. You aren't representing yourself anymore. You're representing Jesus Christ. So how will people know that you're his ambassador? How will people know that you're his disciple? They'll know that you're his disciple by the way that you love one another, by the way that we love one another. We're sent from heaven to make a difference. What are we, what are we doing with what we've been told to do by God? Don't miss it. If you're, if you're a Jesus follower, you're a chosen people. You're a holy nation. You're an ambassador of the Most High God. You are a special possession to Jesus. And you are trusted with the message of reconciliation as though God himself were making his appeal through your life. Hallelujah. I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag, but I pledge allegiance to Jesus Christ. I will never leave him nor forsake him because I know he will never leave me nor forsake me. Let me pray for you today. God, thank you so much. Thank you for our New Life family that's joining us by way of YouTube or Facebook. I thank you, God, for their faithfulness to you. I thank you, God, that we can celebrate our freedoms on this weekend because, Lord, you have been with this great nation. We are so grateful, God, for your anointing in our lives, for your blessing and favor over each and every one of us. We declare healing over our land, not just physical over this virus, but God, we declare healing over that which divides us. We declare healing over that which is causing us to uh, pull apart at the seams. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would bring a spirit of dependence upon you. Renew that once again in our nation in our church, in our families, in our hearts. We commit this day to you. We commit our lives to you. We recognize you as the author and finisher of our faith. And we bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he give you rest and may he give you peace. God bless you, New Life Church. We look forward to being with you again next Sunday on YouTube and Facebook, and hopefully soon after that, back live again in person. Amen.